What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Andrew Blair, I love Scotland, Sky Sports, Braveheart, love it all, okay? You'll never take my freedom. Yeah. You're crazy, okay, Andrew Blair? It's the ugliest helmet in football, all right? It's the ugliest. Oh, yeah, baby, you'll never take my freedom. Did you see that? That was your homework assignment this week. No, you didn't do it, as I usual. You have not seen Braveheart. No. I, mean, I didn't have time. I didn't yeah, have time. Bullcrap. Bull bull going crap, on. Bull crap. It's a long movie, right? And, it's a and very long movie. We're going to get into this today. The helmet discussion has started. It's the offseason. We are coming up with the top five worst helmets, and Ahmed has his top five. I list. have my top five. Worst ones, okay? Top five worst. Here's or one of the things, like, uh, the offseason is prone to have storylines that go on and on and on and on. Yeah. Tom Brady, where's he going to end up? We're right. going to talk about that until we find out. Yeah. Partly because it's interesting, right? We all are interested in where he goes. Uh-huh. For you, though, I feel like so far this offseason, the number one story for you is the Bengals. Oh, definitely. I mean, just There's nothing it. you care about more than the Bengals and getting a new I, helmet. I get into things like this every now and then with football. Like a few years in the podcast, I got into mascots, right? Mm-hmm. Just like who wins this mascot versus this mascot? I don't know. I don't care yeah. about the teams on the field. This one is I'm passionate about it, too. Like, it all started, yes, because our buddy in Scotland, who said he liked the Bengals one, okay, we got to drug test our buddy in Scotland. Not <laughs> sure what the hell he's looking at. But that's where it started, and I'm saying they need a rebranding. And, I'm no, hey, I mean, there's no joke here. That will be my number one most worst <laughs> helmet. I'm just telling you that. It's already out now, there. Yeah, we'll see there's no mystery. Yes, yeah. yes, we'll see. But we'll get into that, and I'm very interested. I've thought of some rebranding that they can do. You, you have. Good, oh, yeah. good. New, see, I like, names. I like it. That's I, where I want to go. Yeah, that. we got to think, because there, as we've said, there's no Bengals in Cincinnati. Sorry. We don't know that. Well, there might be in some zoo, yeah. but that's it. That doesn't count. That doesn't freaking count, okay? We're going to get into that. Yeah. We're going to get into the trust tree, okay? Yes. Quarterback trust tree. Do you tree. trust me? Are you I, in the trust I, tree? I don't trust you. Okay. Have I you do. seen Meet the Fuckers? Have you seen Meet the I Parents? Have, no, I have seen that. Oh, yeah, you've seen yes. that. Woo! Okay, finally. I have seen that movie. We've seen One that. Or at least yeah. he knows that. The trust tree is actually from old school. I mean, that's the circle of trust. Have you seen okay. Old School? I think I have seen so it. With yeah. Will Ferrell? you got to see it. It's Absolutely. really funny. It's yeah. a mindless I know stupidness. of Will Ferrell. All right, it's in yeah. the trust tree. I thought we were in the trust tree. I was wondering what kind of underwear that girl was wearing. And the... then the psychologist and the wife look at him, and he's like, wait, wait, what? I thought we were in the trust tree. Right, right. It's like a great, it's a great part of the movie. They're we won't be married. ranking underwear. It won't be kind of like that. It'll right. be a little different. A little different. A little different. But so it, we'll could, do that. it could morph into legs and ass like it normally does. You never know. And we'll <laughs> see which one of these guys looks the best and a I don't know. We'll uh, never know. Hey, re- hey, real quick. How, how yeah. was the vacation? The vacation was great. It really was. Was it? Awesome. Like, are you a relax guy and a vacation, or do you fill the day up with activities? Yeah, no, relax. you were in the Caribbean. Yeah, right? in the Caribbean, Turks and Caicos, relaxed. But, I mean, it's never relaxed with the Sims family. It's always action. I'm yeah. like, uh, we're... 
playing running bases on the beach. We're playing, you know, tag with the the soft football in the ocean. That's we're fine. Yeah, we we're always going. So yeah. It, so it the was day awesome. is like planned. It's like it's a beach day every day. Let's just go. Okay, every day's a beach. Every day. day is a beach day. I love that. That's yeah. my favorite. Vacation. Yeah, that's what I do. And then uh, so that was awesome. It was great. My kids are at an annoying age, thirteen and nine, <laughs> where they bicker all the time. Yeah. It's fucking annoying. Yeah. I don't know what other way to say it. I told one of I told my little girl Saturday. Night, I was like, you guys borderline ruined some fucking days of the vacation. <laughs> just telling you. Every time we're in the ocean, ee, 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 I'm just gonna be honest with you. You ruined the vacation. Yeah, I did. And my little girl was like, "That's a jerk thing to say." And I was like, "Yeah, well, it's true." Uh, so we're gonna do that. We're, that's enough of my vacation. Then we're gonna do top non-QB off-season storylines. Yeah. We're gonna discuss with the homies a little bit on the top five worst helmet conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then that's it. And then just so everybody knows, Wednesday I'm gonna get on the X's and O's breakdown with Paul Burmeister once again on Thursday. It'll be back with you mm-hmm. and Big Phil on a phone, and we'll talk You're some other things. And what's that? You're alone Wednesday. I'm alone Wednesday. I'm by myself. What? I'm going solo. Okay. Where the, what do you have to do? Uh, hockey. Hockey? NHL. Yeah. Okay. I got, I got NHL today. Cool. We got uh, Alex Ovechkin going for 700 goals. By, I know. Been He's 698 been sitting on 698 for a little while. So hurry up. Get he'll, it done already. He'll get there. He'll get there. It's All right. Let's game. do it. Okay. Let's trust it. tree. Quarterback trust tree. So let's set the ground rules for this. Booyah, so booyah, I, I have pictures here. I like it. If you're watching on YouTube, of all the quarterbacks who are available right. or some rumors that they're available, we have Matt Stafford in here as well. Okay. So basically what we're going to do. So anybody that's even a free agent, rumored free agent, to be. Free agent, rumored on the trade Cam market. Newton, those guys Cam are Newton all involved. Here. involved. Correct. Andy Dalton, of course, is not a free agent. So we're we're. We're putting Andy Dalton's not, but right. it seems like his days in Cincinnati yeah. are numbered. No, no, these so are all guys that so if, action if, can if be you had, so This is basically if you had to make the decision of who you trust the most right. to run your team, who are you putting at the top of the trust tree, yeah. and who's down by the roots. Okay, let's do it. Okay, I like let's it. We're it. going to the. Let's go. We're going. We're standing up. If you're listening right now, this is no different. We're Nothing going to the Avatar Trust Tree. But this is you, really well written if by you're watching, my friend Matt Casey there. This is, yeah, Matt Casey and drew this whole you thing. You know I it like trees. Two days. I mean, you know that. <laughs> and I'm a tree hugger, too. You're, yeah, I mean, you only hug this tree. <laughs> you are. Okay. I really like to hug trees. No should we just, should I shuffle these up? We got pictures of do. all the different quarterbacks. Trust tree. Trust tree. I know who's going at the top of my trust tree. I know that. Already, right you already I know. I do. Okay. Dak Prescott is by, going to the top of the tree. Okay. So if you want to just put him up there and just no get drama. That over with. All right, let's do it. All right, all right. just throw him Hold up on, there. See, so you shuffled it up and I had Dak on that. Over. Here's Dak. You you put him up there. Put him with a cowboy logo. Okay. Cool. Because he'll probably go back to the Cowboys. We don't know that for a fact. I, he maybe. is. Yeah, I mean, come on. come on. Pay the guy. Pay the guy, all right? And the other thing I want to say is, like, come on. Tom Brady to the Cowboys. Let's calm down. Dak Prescott's better than Tom Brady. Let's just get over that right now. It you doesn't talked mean about he is for a career. Today. Yeah. Right now, 2020, that's not a conversation. Not a conversation. Dak Prescott's better. Yes. Okay. Trust Let's me. go Tom Brady. Okay. So here's Tom Brady. Yeah. It's a picture. I'll, I don't know what magnet you want to use to attach him, but right. as far as a quarterback, so this is just one. We're just talking who do you trust right now right. and where on the tree do they go? I have trust with Brady still. I mean, he's still got a live arm, can make all the throws. I think you heard some of my concerns with him towards the end of the year. You know, just the, the, my biggest flaw with him right now and going into 2020 and going to be 43 years old is his willingness to sit in the pocket and take shots, to wait for, okay, here comes a guy open, instead of just throwing a short pass or getting it out of his hands. Will he make that sacrifice to go, you know what, I'm going to get lambasted, but I'm going to throw this 20-yard ball. And that's where I question Tom Brady. So, like, I think right now I'm going to put him, like, 
I'm going to put them in the middle of the tree. Okay. Should I ruin the decorations or should I keep them I on I think the you edge? can ruin the down. Uh, these are not permanent decorations. Yeah, you can ruin those. Okay. All right. I'll leave, I'll that leave them. That seems rather high. So yeah. he is about. I'm trusting him. Yes, I trust him. Okay. I'm, I'm interested now to see who ranks above him. So I here know. we got. We'll see. Another quarterback, aging quarterback. Okay. Was in the conversation is who. Uh, who was having the better year last year at times, Drew Brees or Tom Brady? Right, all year it was Brady until like the last three weeks. The of huge the year. game from Brees, right? And then the the record-breaking game, right? And I feel like everybody changed. Yep. And like this didn't look as good. So yeah. where do you trust Drew Brees? So I, I, I I like Drew Brees a lot. Of course, you could still win a Super Bowl with them. All right, I'm gonna go a notch below him though, as compared to Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I do. I trust Tom Brady more than I do Drew Brees. You know, I, re I really do. And I think if you put Tom Brady on the New Orleans Saints, I think the results will be better. I do. I'm not trying to, mm. like, say anything bad about Drew Brees. He's an awesome a legend, first ballot Hall of Famer. I know all of that. I, I get it. Um, but I think he can do more for an offense than he can. Right now, I think he's benefiting from the offense helping him out more than this guy is. And that's why I'm just going to go, like, a smidgen below. Okay? I'm going to put him, like, right there. Is that okay with you? So he's just a notch below yeah. TB12. Yep. So I'm curious. So yeah. you, you talked to Drew Brees when right. you were in, in Miami. Yeah. I think a lot of the speculation out there right now is that he is probably either going to play one more year with the Saints or hang it up. Right. I don't know. I'd lean towards you know, the Saints have other options. They did pretty well with Teddy Bridgewater last year. They seem to like Taysom Hill. Yeah. They want to bring him back. Right. What do, you are, what do you think? Are you leaning that Drew Brees, we see him somewhere in the NFL next year? I am. I think so. I, I mean, I, With I, New Orleans? I think with New Orleans. I just can't imagine, again, at this point of his career, wanting to restart anything. It's just like Brady. I think as well, as long as he's compensated fairly, I think they go back to their teams, both of them. Yeah. But, yeah, I do. Th I think Drew Brees, the Saints, they're a Super Bowl-winning team right now. I think even for the Saints and a guy with as much guts as Sean Payton, he's got to be like, ooh, do I really want to trust Taysom Hill to take it over right now with a Super Bowl-ready team? I'm sure there's got to be questions there, too. Is he limited in some of the things he can do? Yeah. I worry about him throwing balls, like you've heard me say, outside the numbers, down the field. Sure. We've seen those issues kind of arise late in season against better defenses the last few years. So that's where I worry about him, but I do think he's back there. All right, I want to give you this one next then. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy B. Teddy B on your trust tree. Teddy B on my trust tree. Yeah, this is a good one, and we don't have another Saints one. Tr but he, he I don't think he's going to be on the Saints regardless. Okay. All right? Oh, I don't, and I think if I had to pick a team or anything here, just for now, I'm going to throw the Colts on there, okay? Ooh, okay, yeah. all I'm right. I'm going to throw the Colts on because I don't think – I think they got to be in what the hell do we do land with Jacoby Brissett. Who you league. liked in the beginning of the year. Yes. I don't think he played that well at the end of the he year. He didn't. I can't defend his play at the end of the year. It was concerning. It really was. I would have said, yeah, the first six, seven, eight weeks, I mean, I think I had him as a top ten quarterback. Yeah. I would say he got hurt and came back from that. He was never the same guy. And to where he went down dramatically and did not play well. And if I am the Colts, I am questioning uh, what I do with Jacoby Brissett and what we do. It's funny. You hear a lot of rumors of quarterbacks going to the Colts. And I think Adam Schefter just uh, tweeted out that he was listening to an interview with Melvin Gordon. Yeah. And Melvin Gordon was saying to somebody that uh, he thought that Phillip Rivers would end up in Indianapolis Ooh. with the Colts. It wouldn't. It's interesting, right? It's an interesting take. That is. That is definitely is. I mean, I, I don't think the Colts can go in and just say, we're going with Jacoby one more year and we trust that that will work out. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to go a notch below. Oh, you go Teddy B a notch below Te yep, Drew I Brees. I, and I'll say this, and again, maybe a little more physical talent at this mm -hmm. point of his career, but I still I'm not going to say he's a better player. Now, sure. I know they went 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater, and, you know, Drew Brees lost three games this year. It was at four, ultimately. Okay, whatever it was, I get that. But also, the game was managed differently when Teddy right. Bridgewater was playing as compared to Drew Brees. I mean, that alone just showed you that he wasn't in the trust tree to the level Drew Brees was. They played differently. They didn't open up the offense fully. So I'm putting him a notch below Drew Brees. You know, it's curious, too, and it's sometimes hard right. to separate it. And you say this all the time. It's yeah. hard to separate player from scheme. Yeah, system, right. That's the hard you know. thing about the whole combo. And so I'm wondering, what if, say, you think Teddy is going, uh, say, we Colts, you know, yeah. just throw that out right. there. Uh, what if you put Drew Brees on the Colts? Who would you trust more on the Colts, Brees or Bridgewater? Ooh. You, you get Drew. You don't give him Sean Payton anymore, that same system. It's a t new situation for him. Yeah, that still... becomes a little bit of a different conversation. Okay. It does. That's a very good question because, yeah, Frank Reich is going to want his quarterback to push the ball down the field, throw the ball outside the numbers, all the things I worry about with him. And, yes, if it came to that, then, okay, yeah, I might balance it out hmm. just a little bit more to where, yeah, it might be even or it's right. like Drew Brees by like a millimeter. Sure. I mean, yes. You get rid of some of that advantage. Well, with all the hard thumping questions. I know, that. right back from vacation. Who the hell are First you? day, I've been thinking while well, you've been gone. Let's go taste some Hilda. Ooh, let's go all three of them together. Okay. Here. You can't separate them. I mean, listen, if this was a potential tree, this dude would be way up top. But right now, it's called the freaking trust tree, all right? Mm -hmm. And as much as I love his potential and think he's, like, special that way, I, I can't say that I trust him more than Drew Brees or a Tom Brady and, of course, not a Dak Prescott. So, like, all right, where am I going to throw Taysom Hill? Just What logo are you going to give I'm going to throw him the Bears on there. Oh. I don't know why. I'm just <laughs> don't hold me to this. Yeah. We, we need something to hold these guys up for we the do. trust tree. But that is intriguing. I'm going to put him – I think a smidgen below Teddy B. So he's the lowest on your trust tree so, so far. far. So far. Again, if it was a potential tree, he'd be way. I mean, up. how can you trust him, right? Exactly. He's thrown I don't even how know many what he... career passes. Exactly right. He's I mean, got it's talent. Less than 20, maybe. Although, here's know. the thing if you are a team out there and you might say, okay, we think he can be a, a game changing quarterback, and say if that doesn't work out, not many players where you have a backup plan. Right, not many quarterbacks where you have a backup plan. No. You can say, okay, he wasn't the quarterback that we thought, but I'll tell you what, he's a very valuable offensive player for us. I, I think with what Lamar Jackson did this past year, I think a lot of teams are going to be open to, ooh, we need to add, this would be a nice element to add to our offense. And also they'll look at the Saints and just go, man, that was a nice little wrinkle they gave you every week yeah. having to deal with that, especially late in the year. So, uh, yeah, I think he's a great backup player, not only as a quarterback and the talent that way, but you can do things that are outside the box as far as offense is concerned. You think that's what happens? A team will go to him and say, hey, we're going right. to give you every chance to win the job. Yep. And come in and try to compete for it. I think I oh, got to no, move these up. I saw your eyes. Well, you, were, you were like second guessing I gotta yourself for sure a second. I got to make sure I just, because I, I see names coming here where I go, I can't have. You just moved up Tom Brady a little bit on the trust yep. tree. Drew Brees has now moved it's up a little scaling. bit. It's just scaling. It's just scaling. But Teddy Bridgewater did not move at all. Yeah, well, he's going to go just right there. Just oh, a he smidge. moved a little bit just outside. Yep. He did not move up or down. He just moved to the outside a little bit. We oh, got a little movement. Little I didn't movement. know that we'd have movement mid trust tree. Little okay. movement. All right. Because the next face that you are are faced with Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, what was it, 16 years in yep. Chargerland, San yep. Diego and L.A.? 
bought a house in Florida now or has got a house in Florida? I'm just going to go with a common notion of like bucks okay. and, and rivers. Okay, you're pairing them up. But where the real question, where does he place in your trust tree? How much would you trust him as your quarterback for the 2020 season? I mean, he's scary. He's definitely not going in the list of Dak, Tom, or Drew. Okay. I'm not putting him there. Okay. So I think I'm going to go with him maybe just a smidgen above Teddy Bridgewater, but below Drew Brees. Okay. All right? Yes. And I don't even know if I feel totally comfortable with that. I'm not even sure. I mean, he's – Let me throw this at you. Yeah. San Diego yeah. has not had great pass-blocking offensive lines. Yeah in the past few years. Sure. So some people say that, hey, he has been hurt by that. You get yeah. him out of that situation, you put him behind a good offensive line, he's a different guy. Yeah. I, you know, you I mean, listen, those are that. valid things, certainly. Uh, I don't know if I've looked at their offensive line. Hey, this past year was worse than the year before, but I still see a number of bad decisions with nobody around him. So, yes, I mean, pass protection was an issue, but I can show you a bunch of a handful of interceptions. Let's go back and watch the Chiefs game. Let's go watch the Raiders game again. There's nobody around him. Just bad interceptions. So uh, that that is what scares me more than anything there. So the only two he's above so far, Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. All right. And it, it, I mean, really, as far as like taking care of the football, okay. I mean, I don't know if I trust him as much as Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater is going to take care of the ball more. Now, I trust him to make a few more plays than Teddy Bridgewater, and that's why I say I guess I trust him just a hair more than I do a Teddy B. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's scary at this point of his I'm career. I'm very interested in this next one. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill. Ooh. Ryan Tannehill, who Ooh. you look at some of the numbers, there was not a quarterback that was throwing the ball downfield more, throwing the ball downfield more effectively than Ryan Tannehill. The comeback player of the year. His numbers and play are much better than people realized when he was with the Dolphins, too. If people went back and broke it down, you'd go, damn, it was a little better win-loss numbers, not that much talent around him. Sure. Talk about pass protection. I mean, can anybody name an offensive lineman on the Dolphins other than Laramie Tunzel the last five or six years? Probably not. So those are things I look at. I'm putting him a smidgen above the guy he beat in the playoffs. We have a new number two. Number two would be Ryan Tannehill right, right now. Right above Tom Brady. Yep. And Drew Brees. Yep, he is. I'm going with number two. I mean, decision-making, accuracy, um, accuracy downfield and explosive pass plays and pass attempts is mm-hmm. as good as anybody in football. I mean, his last seven or eight weeks, I, you know, again, it's not a career ranking. This is no. what we think they will be in 2020. I don't give a damn what you did in 2006. It just has no relevance now. I'm sorry. It has relevance when we talk about Hall of Fame and career and legacy and things like that. But for right now, what we're doing, no, it has no relevance to me. So there was some some debate at, you know, second half of the year in Dallas whether, you know, beginning of the year it was Dak Prescott throwing up huge numbers and was like, he's the guy. He's the guy for him. Uh, Maybe there was some doubt at the end of the year. How close is Ryan Tannehill to Dak Prescott? Yeah, you know, I still think Dak has a significant edge there to me. I mean, you know, not to where I just – I don't want to say head and shoulders above it, yeah. but there's a clearly a notch to me as far as Dak Prescott and then to Ryan Tannehill. The talent is there, everything I like that. I get it, but Dak Prescott's been pretty damn consistent, a great leader, and a lot of things to like about him being the franchise quarterback. The guy who Dak or who uh, Ryan Tannehill yeah. beat out, mm. Marcus Mariota. Right. Uh oh. Ooh ooh. Could we have our first uh, branch without? I don't know. That's right. On it. 
Yeah, he could go down here by the a ladder on I the know. bottom of the see. tree. Where, he could go down where there. Where would we put him here? I don't know what to do. I'm going to put him on the bangles for now. Okay. I don't even know where to go with him, okay? okay? Since we don't have enough magnets. But, yeah, I'm putting him below. He's on a branch with no leaves. I am if you're him listening below. to the audio version only, he is on a branch with no leaves. He's a little lower than the, yep, he is. He's hoping for a little foliage down here, but he's not getting there <laughs> yet. Sorry, he didn't grow that low yet. Yeah. Um, He's an inch. What an interesting player, right? He, you're right. Is an interesting player. He really is. Comes out of college. Seems like he has, first of all, the makeup, the character. Everyone mm -hmm. loves him. Good right. guy. Uh, comes out. Seems to have the talent. Mobile yes. can throw. Right. And then it just, for whatever reason, hasn't worked out. And then you see it in Tennessee where you say, well, maybe it's just the situation's very tough for any quarterback. Yeah. And then Ryan Tannehill does what he does. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, that, that's to me where I get scared of. So, Mariota, you hit all the things right. I mean, great guy. Super talented in a lot of ways. Goes back to the category, I think you've heard me say this before, where I go, is he a quarterback who's a good athlete or an athlete who plays quarterback? And to me, that's the difference. This guy Tannehill. is a quarterback who's a good athlete. This guy is an athlete who they said, let's play a quarterback. Mm -hmm. All right, that, that's to me the difference right there. I mean, Mariota, hey, let's not, I mean, you know, he didn't play this year, but going into this year, he was in Jameis Winstonville as far as turnovers are concerned. And then his ability to not consistently hit NFL open receivers is really concerning to me. I mean, yeah. really concerning to me. So that's really, I think, the ultimate reason I just put him uh, a notch low. And here. all quarterbacks take time, but he's had time. A, he's had time. He's as, had time. As a There's top not, pick, the time as a former, excuse is gone. Former top pick, he's had time. Exactly already. right. Exactly right. Uh, another top pick, Jameis Winston. We'll just go Ooh. right with uh, right with Jameis. Damn. This is going to be much a really hard one. Him? And I guess the question is, what are we trusting him to do? Are we trusting him to, you know, complete passes to the other team? Then I well, I, you're right. Well, that's that. <laughs> you know, again, this is going to be a little bit into the conversation of, yeah, I don't trust him to take care of the ball, but like compared to all these guys right here, I also trust him to make more big plays than any of like Brady, Breeze, you know, uh, Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, Philip Rivers. I mean, again, I'll say again. The guy's good is like, oh, my gosh, I'm sitting there yeah. watching going, wow, when I watch film and do things like that. And he's getting LASIK. And, well, he's, yeah, getting, well, he's getting LASIK, right. We'll see. Well, I mean, that, like, that could potentially, if it was bad enough to get LASIK, that could be I'm a putting him shot. right next to his new teammate. Philip Rivers? Yep. I'm putting them right in the same That's category. That's a tie. That's your first That's tie, tie on the trust tree. Yep, I'm putting them as a tie. Please stay on there, yes, James. You're having issue with this. There we there go. There we go. That'll work. Okay. All right. Yeah. You put him right there. So I he's am. lower than most, but not on the bottom of the trust nope. tree. I mean, Still the potential is phenomenal. You would take him over Teddy Bridgewater. I would. I would, you would take, take. You would take Drew Brees over Jameis. Yeah. Okay. I, it's. It's. Yeah. Again, this is a very broad discussion. It's very broad. Mm -hmm. You don't want me to nail you down on this. Well, one it's thing. just. I just want to say, like, if you have a team that you go, hey, we just need a quarterback that takes care of the football, then right. Teddy Bridgewater's your guy. But if you go, oh, man, we need a quarterback. Hey, of course we know they want him to take care of the football. We need, we need our quarterback to make plays. Yeah. Then he wouldn't be your guy. And I'd go, damn, Jameis Winston's going to make some plays for you. you know? And then as a coach, you're going to yeah. hope you can kind of weather out and wither out uh, the bad plays. But we don't know if that's possible yet. Bruce Arians was not very complimentary at the end of, uh, of that year, talking no. about Jameis Winston. Right. Do you think it's a slam dunk 100% that Jameis Winston is a starter? somewhere next year no, in the NFL. You I don't do think not. it's a slam dunk. I don't think it's a slam dunk. No, I think there's a real possibility that, you know, somebody, the Bucks move on 
and that he goes somewhere and has to be the backup and then earn his way back onto the field again. Yeah. But I think ultimately I expect him to be back here. I think Tampa. a lot of what Bruce said too was posturing yeah. and positioning themselves to lower his number yeah. so they can get him back. But I think they'll bring in somebody highly competitive with him this year, whether it's a Phillip Rivers or an Andy Dalton, something like that. I would expect. Speaking of Andy Dalton, by am. He could be out there with the Bengals, seem to be uh, ready to move on. Joe Burrow, perhaps. Justin Herbert, perhaps, for the Bengals. Uh, where, do you, where do you put Andy Dalton? Because he did come back, but he got benched. And they're like, well, that didn't work out and brought him back. And he might not be totally done yet. But no. I want to know how much you trust him if he was your quarterback. I'm going to put him on the Raiders. Sure. Because I can see that happening. If Tom Brady doesn't go there, I think this would be like, hey, Jay Gruden, he drafted him. If you're, again, for like the Derek Carr thing, you go, okay, hey, we like Derek Carr. He's our starter, but we don't love him. Yeah. And if things started off the year real average with his play, you know, I would bring this type of guy in to go like, hey, we're going to light a fire under your ass, Derek Carr, so you better be ready. If you don't play well, this guy's taking your job. Yeah. And you hope that kind of, you know, ignites good but, play. But is he good, though? That's what I want to I know. think he's better than people give him credit for. Okay. I do. I, I, I really do. Now, I think his time in Cincinnati's over and all of those, oof, this is a really good one. And I tried not to, like, I, you know, I didn't over-prepare for this. I'm trying to do it on the fly here. Woo, man. He's looking. He's looking I'm for looking absolute. In, I, I, he's not, I'm not going to put him up with Brady and Breeze. I am thinking about putting him maybe a notch higher, just a smidgen higher than Phillip Rivers. And Jameis Winston. And Jameis Winston. Okay. Yep. Recognizing that as good is not as good as Jameis Winston, but as bad is certainly not as bad as Rivers or Jameis Winston. Okay. So that's where I'm just going to give him a slight, slight little nod there. Two more quarterbacks left. Two more. Very intriguing names here. Man. You have room on your tree. You've done a good job. Thank you. Uh, Matt Stafford. There were rumors while you were on vacation that the Lions were shopping him. They have tried to shoot down those rumors now that he's available. Matt Stafford, and then I'm just trying to think about positioning my tree here. Oh, and then you got Cam Newton after that. Oh, damn. Okay. So you got Stafford and Cam Newton. Okay. So here's Matt Stafford. May not be available, but if he is, you know, they do have the number three pick, and they could take a quarterback with that pick, and then who knows? They're not letting go of Matt Stafford. I don't think so. Would you let go? Matt, Patricia, Bob Quinn, your job's on the line this year. Right. Let's roll the dice and bring in a young guy. And whether we don't know if he can play or do it, but like that's not Well, happening. you know me. Matt Stafford's my second favorite player of all time in the NFL. This is, in, in my mind, this is one of the most underrated players in football the last six, seven years. I mean, it is. He was top, borderline top five quarterback last year before he got hurt. I mean, he's definitely top ten. So, you know, health is the only thing where you go, ooh, I, I don't know if I trust Matt Stafford. Now, people, oh, I don't know if he can stay healthy. Well, listen, guys like this don't stay healthy when you play on a team that couldn't protect him for the first eight years of his career. Of course you don't stay healthy when you got the shit kicked out of you for eight years. I mean, that's where people don't realize sometimes. You know, I hear that, you know, and I yeah. just want to get And he has stayed fair. pretty – actually, he has stayed pretty healthy. Career-wise, yeah. he has. It's just the last two years has caught up to him. But I yep. am going to throw him – just, I want him to be just above Ryan Tannehill. Just so he's to have number two. The only one higher is Dak Prescott. The only one higher is Dak Prescott. That's and that's right. health. If you knew that Matt Stafford was going to be healthy next year in 2020, yeah. would he go above Dak? Mm. Yeah, be I would be thinking about it for That'd sure. Be close. Yeah, I, I, I really probably would. If you gave me the bill of like, we're guaranteeing he's, they're both healthy, yeah. I would probably make him number one.
Yes. Or yeah. maybe this freaking guy. What would you do? Out. What would you do real quick if you're yeah. the Lions, though? Because that is the question, right? You yeah. Do, you do have – because eventually Matt Stafford, he's not old, yeah. but he's closer to the end than right. he is to the beginning, obviously. You have the number three pick. Uh, Stafford's 32 years old. You got Tua, who might be out there. Who sure. knows? Yeah. Joe Burrow may be there if he doesn't want to go to Cincinnati. I mean, another team will probably trade up for him. But you do have some intriguing quarterback yeah, there, prospects Yeah, there's some options. There. You're right. There's options. I just um, – I, I don't think you're panicking about a guy that's 32 years old quite yet. And they have to win now, like you said. Yeah, and then exactly right. you got to take that into account. I mean, no, Martha Ford's not going to look at, like, Matt Patricia at the end of the year and go, well, I know you drafted a quarterback at number three, so yeah. your, your 4-12 and 12 record's excused. Sure. They're not. She's going to go, you're fired. So, you know, this is the guy that gives them the best chance, and this is still one of the better quarterbacks in football when healthy. Final one. Oh, baby. Cam Newton on the trust tree. Oh, baby. Picking a logo is kind of interesting. It is kind one. of interesting. Do I go with Carolina or do I pick the Chargers or something like that? That's the big question. Just do the Chargers. Just okay, fine. Funny. We'll do it for funsies. Because then, then when we tweet this picture out or we put it on Instagram, people go, what do you mean he's going to the Chargers? Damn. All yeah. right. All right, so I want it to be noted here. Yeah. I'm going to put – Cam Newton. You're moving Stafford, but not just, up or down, just a little just higher. Just maybe a little higher, okay? Let Still just, not above Dak. Nope, Dak's staying at number one, so I can promise you that, okay? Uh-huh. And I'm just going to move Cam Newton. I want Cam Newton to be known that it's slightly above Ryan Tannehill, uh-huh. but below Matthew Stafford. So let's move Tannehill down as, uh, as Andy Dalton. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> there we go. There we go. And, okay, so people might say, uh, Cam, I love Cam Newton. I think you know that. He's the, the He's man. third. Another guy where I would go, really, the stats will never tell you how great the player is. Now, the reason I would probably just put him a little below Stafford is I go, his game is a little bit more dependent on his physical ability to run and take hits and things like that. And I haven't seen him play the other way. So, even though a totally healthy where I could argue and go, mm, Cam Newton right. might be better than Matt Stafford, I think that part of it bothers me just a little. That's I why. Think, I mean, that health thing is a huge It's a real thing with him more so than the other guys. I, I would, If you said who are you going to take in 2020, I would, even though I don't think Tom Brady obviously is what he was before, yeah. I would trust Tom Brady. You would trust Tom more? Over Cam. Yeah, just the health thing is so, yeah. it's, it seems like such an unknown. I, 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 it is. Cam. It's a big unknown. There's no, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he's played the last two years with injuries and it hasn't played well. I'm, I'm just betting right now in February of 2020 <laughs> that the Adonis will yeah. get his body back sure. the right way and be ready to roll. And he wants to prove that, too. All right, here's your trust tree. Here's your avatar trust tree. Are you happy with how it turned out? I think I am. That, only, was, that was tough. Only one guy singled out not being Damn, on, Marcus, on the leaves. Damn, Marcus, I'm sorry, Marcus man. Mariota. I didn't mean to put you on the bark. All right. Good job. Damn it. He's in the bark. the bark. Hanging out with the bark. That's a new, uh, that's a new phrase Hanging we got now. Hanging on the bark. If a quarterback is struggling, is he going to be hanging out in the bar? Hanging out in the bar. <laughs> All right. That not on the good. bench. You're on the bark. That was good. All right. All right. Now we're back. We're back, baby. Multiple locations for this podcast. We are, we are back sitting down now. And uh, so, um, oh, Pete is getting in my ear now, and he has one more thing before we move on from right. the trust tree. Right. He wants to know about the Miami Dolphins. What does we did he not use their, We did not use their logo. No. Yeah, well, I or mean, did, I didn't know, Pete, 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 I don't have to use their logo. It's my fucking tree, Pete, so fuck <laughs> off, okay? They're going to draft a quarterback, and that's who they'll have. They'll draft they got him. Ryan Fitzpatrick, and we don't have uh, Tua 
a picture of Tua or Ju Justin Herbert yet mm -hmm. to put with the Dolphins. All right, so eat it. All right, Pat, d Pete, dim a little, 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 little. Pete wants everything r r buttoned up by February of 2020, yeah, like yeah. you say here. Let's get it all. Um, so, okay, that's interesting. That could change, subject to change. Subject to and change. And don't take that as though that is your hard, fast I'm not rankings of, right. your, of where they're going right. or of where you'll have them in your, in your you know, much-anticipated uh, 2020 oh, here we go. You're already giving me rankings. homework. Uh, yeah, great, great. No, you, but yeah. you do that every year. I will. And you I'll did 40 it. last year, yep. and we're bumping it up to 120. Hey, it's coming year. No, so we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have a lot of these podcasts, and we have to film yeah, something. Yeah, thank you. So we're going we're gonna to increase that. 119th best quarterback. Can we go? So that was all quarterbacks right yeah. there. But can Let's we go get over, off quarterbacks. Can we go over some? Yeah, because there, there are some... Some storylines, obviously, in every every offseason, it seems like the quarterbacks dominate. But there are some big ones that are non-quarterback related yeah. throughout the NFL. Yeah. Um, what are what are the first you know couple that jump off your uh, the front of your mind on on what those would be this year? All right. I mean, I got ten things written down. Oh, okay. All right. I got a few too. Let's. Yep. All right. All right. The the first one. All right. The first two would be game changing D linemen. My first one would be game changing edge pass rushers. Mm -hmm. That is a storyline I'm looking for. You know, hey, we know Jadeveon Clowney is going to get a lot of attention this offseason. He's a difference maker. But Everson Griffin, Dante Fowler Jr., Bud Dupree is going to get paid like a top-tier edge rusher. Shaq Barrett led football in sacks. I mean, we don't even talk about him. Yannick Ngakwe. Those are difference-making players to me. You know, that's a, that can change your team and just your – your, you know, almost your aura on the defensive side of the ball, those type of players. So that, to me, is one of the biggest off-season headlines because that's a that's mm. a position that is, of course, you know, more times than not imperative to you being successful. I mean, we just saw two teams in the Super Bowl who were good at that position, and you know, more so now. Yeah, imperative just because. I mean, you have you know Kyler Murray running around. You have I think Jackson running around. You I, have Patrick Mahomes. I think you got to take that into account. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. you got to you got to think about being athletic on the edge cuz we're just seeing every year athletic quarterbacks coming into the league. I mean every year. It doesn't matter. You know, just it's Deshaun Watson, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. There's just a, there's so many guys there that if you don't have great athletes on the edge to contain those guys, those are the type of guys that can beat you no matter what you got on defense if you don't have the fast guys to kind of contain them. And I think that is real. My second one would be D tackles. I mean, really, the biggest player I think we could argue to hit free agency this year would be Chris Jones of yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. right? I mean, he's, he's arguably, other than Aaron Donald, the best interior D lineman in football. He's going to get paid like one of the best defensive players in football. They don't, the win the Super Bowl. they don't win the Super Bowl if he doesn't knock Definitely down Definitely not. Exactly right. They don't, they don't win the Super Bowl. You're right. Or hit Jeremy Garoppolo as he's throwing the ball to have the interception. I believe that was him. Maybe I'm off there. But either way, I want the Chris if Jones. If it wasn't, he affected them he enough affected to where he effed up the play. Yeah, enough. he yeah. might have made Garoppolo move and then somebody else hit him. Yeah. I can't remember how that play went down. But Jones, okay, he is, of course, the headliner there. But I just want to throw out some other big uglies in the middle mm -hmm. that I think are game changers that people don't talk about all the time. Jerron Reed, the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Okay, one of the better D tackles in football. DJ Reader of the Houston Texans. I mean, this is one of the best nose tackle, interior D tackles in football. Of course, Eric Armstead in the 49ers, right? Yep. And then Mike Brockers, the, the Michael Brockers defensive tackle, 
You know, he's listed as a D end for the Rams, but he's really a D tackle the way they play him and everything like that. It's a 3-4 D end, which is really like a D tackle that way. So that's a big one to me. So I think a lot of teams build up their offensive line in the, yeah. in the draft. Yeah. I mean, you've seen that here lately. And because those offensive linemen, they don't miss a whole lot. They're usually a pretty safe pick. But there are some interesting names out there, free agents. Sure. For this year, you got Bulaga from the Packers, who's right. out there. Jack Conklin, yeah. the Titans. Big right tackles um, right there. Costanzo from the yeah. Colts. Jason Peters, the Eagles. So right. there is a Brand- way yeah. outside of the draft to beef up your offensive line if Definitely. you're in need Brandon Scherf, if you want a guard. I mean, he's a top-level guard. So, yes, you're you're exactly right. That's a, and, and to just go off of what we talked about with the defensive pass rushers and things like that, you know, again, these guys are – you know, kind of game changers in their own right as well. Sure. You know, when you have a great right tackle or a tackle in general, you know, there's a lot of things game planning wise that, you know, us, the viewers will never realize the beauty of what these guys bring to the table. But it's great to have a tackle where you go, oh, my guy can block Khalil Mack by himself all game long. We don't have to like reorchestrate the pass protection all week or we can run behind this guy no matter what the situation is. That's the beauty of those. Go ahead, let me hear you. Got another what about one? Dallas? What's yeah. going what's gonna to happen with Dallas? Because you can't pay everyone, and, the, and then Dak is included in that, but we're trying to keep him Sure, yeah, we're trying not to talk you got Amari Cooper. Yeah. you got uh, Byron Jones. Those are huge. Defensive back for them. Huge. I mean, huge. Uh, Byron Jones is, when healthy, is arguably one of the five best corners in football. Hmm. Can they? I would think somebody's going to pay him like that. Can the Cowboys afford that? I don't know. You know, then you got into the Amari Cooper conversation. I had this as my fourth thing. I was more A.J. Green and Amari Cooper. I kind of put two receivers oh, that are yeah. free agent receivers sure. where I just go, you know, I expect the Cowboys to franchise them. And maybe the Cincinnati Bengals franchise A.J. Green. But I could see them franchising A.J. Green and maybe trading him away. Hmm. A la like we saw D. Clark with the Chiefs do last year or D. Ford or Frank Clark with the Seahawks do. Like kind of franchise tag. Sign them that way, then trade them off to make sure you get what you want to get for the guy in general. But I would not be shocked. And, of course, these are two, like, Amari Cooper is, I mean, he's one of the best route runners in the game. A.J. Green, I know he didn't play last year. But, you know, even at his age, is still going to be one of the better receivers in all of football. So I find that intriguing. And what team makes a move for those guys? You know, especially A.J. Green. I think he's the one that's really going to be available. Now, if I'm the Bengals, he's at that age where I start to think, okay, we're getting rid of Andy Dalton. And what like. happened with him in the Bengals, too? I mean, that, that – Well, it, all year him. they kind of told us they were going to re-sign him. He certainly yeah. – and then they never did. And he had the foot injury, and he just never got – he never went back out and played. So, I'm sure they figured what's the point when you're 1-5-14 or 1-15 to yeah. throw him out in danger. But I think that's fascinating because, like, if a guy like A.J. Green goes to the New England Patriots, we're going, oh, New England's back as a – top Super Bowl contender yeah. in the AFC, right? He's not old. He'll be 32. 32, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so A.J. Green out there as yep. well. What about, I think one of the, you know, it seems like this is a storyline every year and they're just not not quite there. The Browns and the roster and the new coach and stuff, uh, Kevin Stefanski for yeah. them. I mean, is that going to all fit together? Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham. It's just like, what, what are they going to have to end up doing? Are they going to have to blow it up? What can they do in free agency? It's like, uh, the I Browns, know. even though they're not good on the field, are... are 
fairly interesting in the offseason for those reasons. They are. I mean, they're superstar. They're, you know, it went from Believeland to back to the mistake by the lake. Yeah. I don't know what the hell they are anymore. And you've jumped off the ship, too, because well, of what yeah. you heard in the coaching search for them. Right, and, and the things. analytics and all that, yeah. and the guy they hired as the GM. I mean, everybody's got to be in on analytics or you're not allowed to be there. And, yeah. you know, again, analytics are good. I just I don't think they should be the main driving point of your organization. That's so you know what happens when you're, when you're run by an analytic department that has a lot of say. Yeah. Things happen that you never saw coming, right? It's just unpredictable things that may or may not work out, but usually an analytics department wants to uh, lay their stamp on on the team by yes. doing something to say, hey, look how smart we are. Right. Look what we can do. And so I don't know what that's going to be. I don't Browns, know what that's going to be either. You got to right. do something. We'll see. You're right. I mean, it's a fascinating thing. I mean, you know, there's the OBJ factor there. And just, yeah, can Baker Mayfield, him, Jarvis Landry all get on the same page, right? You know, I'll even I'll even want, just to jump off you there because one of the things I wrote is like, who is this year's OBJ, right? Because last year he was like out of nowhere got traded. That's right? true. Yeah. So like, well, who is that guy or who's the guy that's on a team that we start to talk about? Like, what the hell? I I came up with this. Like Jalen Ramsey, mm. that to me is a little bit of a fascinating story. I mean, the Rams gave up a king's ransom to get him. Yep. And here he is on his fifth year option. He's been a team player the last two years. He's only behind Stephon Gilmore as the best corner in football right now this year. The two years previous, I'd say he was the best one. You know, what goes on there? Are they going to sign him long term? He has tremendous leverage with the amount of assets they gave up to get him. And, of course, he's a hell of a player. So that's one I look at to go very interesting. Just not that I'm saying he's going to get traded. I just don't know where it goes. Yeah. I don't know, and, and it's very unique that a team gave up that much for a guy on his fifth-year option, and what, are you only going to keep him for a year and a half and mm-hmm. then let him go with all you traded away from him? I think that's kind of fascinating to me too. What about Derrick Henry? Yeah, well, He was arguably like the star of the NFL for a two- or three-week span. I'm with you. Run, running backs in general. I mean, we have like a, it's a little – you know, David Johnson, his status with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if he got traded. Le'Veon Bell, he's in that conversation too. Wouldn't be shocked if somehow, some way, he got traded. All right? Then you get into, you talked about, yeah, Henry. I mean, he's arguably the best running back in the sport as of this moment right now. Lamar Miller, Damian Williams, Kenyon Drake. There's some fascinating, I mean, we've seen, you know, running backs can change your offense. We saw Mark Ingram, you know, Mm -hmm. Mark Ingram last year went from New Orleans to the Ravens, and we all thought, oh, that's a good sign and whatever, but it like, changed their team. Yeah. It made the Lamar Jackson attack that much more effective. So, yeah, these are big names that can change, change the dynamic of an offense. There might not be a, a stranger position in the NFL than running back, honestly. Yeah. Because you look at the 49ers and what they did with, with Mostert and Breida and Tevin Coleman, and right. it's just like, okay, you don't need a big-name guy. Yeah. You look over at the Tennessee Titans, you go, okay, it can really help you to have a big-name guy that can win a game by himself in Derrick Henry. So, And then you have Le'Veon Bell, who we thought was that guy, and yeah. turns out to be a pumpkin. Well, it's just like anything else. It's just like we've seen. I mean, fit, the coaching, all of those things out there. Like Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick was a bust, and then mm-hmm. he was the NFL defensive MVP in like a three-week span. That's right. Yeah. So the fit matters. And, you know, Shanahan's special, and the fact that he can get away with that. But I would say nobody else is going to get away with that. You know, but nobody else can coach the run game like Shanahan. Yeah. You know, most teams need not I want to say most teams, but a lot of teams need that guy mm-hmm. who like like a Derrick Henry. It wasn't an overly complicated run scheme. They just went, we're gonna kind of be sound up front. We'll make sure we get bodies on bodies, and we'll just let our big freak make things happen. From what there. would Kyle do if he had a guy like Derrick Henry? 
What, how, how would he be different? Or would he not necessarily? I don't think he would be different. I don't know if he would want a guy like Derrick Henry, honestly. I don't know if that's like his style. You know, Derrick Henry's a little bit more of a plotting running back, right? I mean, as you've seen Shanahan, Shanahan wants guys that are like, you know, it's, it's a ball of fire. I mean, it's, Henry's pretty fast. He is fast. Yeah. He is. No, he is. I, I know he's fast. He's faster than really in a 100-yard race than everybody the 49ers yeah. have. Now, can he hit the hole the same way yeah. those that like Breida and Mozart and Tevin? I don't know about that. I don't know if he can hit the hole the way they can, and that's where Shanahan seems to love his running back. And it's the discussion of allocation of resources. When you play in a league that has salary cap rules, Kyle Shanahan is going to state his case that I don't want to spend the money on the running back. Because I can they, coach the difference although, there. Although they have a couple times, right, with McKinnon, they spent a little bit yeah, of money on Tevin right. Coleman. But, yeah. but you're right. But I can coach those guys up and right. spend the money on defensive line. Exactly. Like Bosa, exactly right. Who they'll well, I think that's where we need to go to. Exactly right. I mean, we need to go to the, the 49ers are one of the teams I wrote down as one of the biggest offseason storylines. I mean, no, I, I mentioned Eric Armstead, but Emmanuel Sanders, who they yeah. traded to get, you know, a second-round pick. Yep. You know, you, yeah, you talked about Armstead. Jimmy Ward, their safety. Okay, Jimmy Ward's one of the best safeties in football. He's phenomenal. And he's going to get paid like he's one of the three or four best safeties. So can they keep him? Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback, Swiss Army knife. Can they do that? And the 49ers have cap issues. You know, they don't have a lot of money to mm. play with. So what are they going to do as far as keeping their team together and adding a new few players and the devastating Super Bowl loss and all those things? To me, this is an intriguing offseason for the San Francisco yeah. 49ers. Can't necessarily hope to rebuild in the draft because you're picking way late in the first round now. A yeah, consequence right. Consequence of having all right. that success. Yeah. A team that's not doing that is uh, the Dolphins, who have three first round Good picks. Good one. I'm five, glad you went here. 18, 26. They can blow up the offseason yes, in they multiple can. different ways by you know, trading some picks around, keeping all their picks, and just getting three super studs in the first round. Uh, trading those picks and getting a free agent. What, I, they, they, they have get, a lot they have of options. two second rounders too. Is that they, am I they remember do. right? Think, yep. It's three in the first, two they, in the second, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, they, you're right. They uh, they are one of the most intriguing teams. Let alone to what you said, they have more money than anybody available in free agency. So I mean, they can break the bank. I mean, they they're, they're going to be able to outbid a few teams and just go, yeah, we got stupid money, so. We'll throw an extra $3 million to that guy. Did I spit on you? Sorry no, if I you did. didn't. All right, sorry. You missed me. Don't say it. Don't so what would you – if you were the Dolphins yeah. and, you, and you saw their team and they really finished the year in a lot better place than they started it. We mm-hmm. thought they were going to be a, a winless team and they, they took it to some teams that we thought were much better than them on paper. What would you do if you were them? Would you go veteran quarterback, which they'll have that option? Yeah. Or do you think they it's time for their franchise quarterback take a swing in the draft? I would take the swing in the draft. I would. I mean – you know, and again, I, I haven't started studying these guys yet, yeah. but I think Tua, Herbert, and Joe Burrow are all top five talents. They're top five talents. Now, we'll see where Tua and the medical stuff go and all that. You know, you heard rumors today about Justin Herbert is, you know, the, the Dolphins are coming around to yeah. really like him because he's going to be one of those guys when teams are going to watch film, the things they're going to not like about him are going to be Oregon offense. They're not going to be Justin Herbert. They're going to go – Damn, another great throw. Damn, he's an athlete. Whoa, he's big. Holy crap, he can make some plays that other people can't. And I think that's what they're looking at there. So that's where it's going to be interesting. And then, you know, is there going to be a premium with picks two, three, and four of teams trying to trade up there and steal one of these quarterbacks? And then the Dolphins being stuck in no man's land. I know, does a guy like Nick Eason from Washington get involved in the conversation? I think he's a borderline top five conversation. I mean, top first-round quarterback. Hmm. So – you know, there's a lot of things to be juggled, and hopefully we'll, you and I will continue to flush these out as I get into draft stuff. But, yeah, the Dolphins are, 
are really cool to see what happens here. Uh, Herbert is a name too. The Bengals too coached him in the Senior Bowl. Oh right, Bengals coaches too. Yeah, they, there's reports they liked him too. Herbert. He has the most top end talent out of any of these guys. I know you've heard me say that. The guy that you if you said, ooh, Chris, you know who could be the biggest like super freak superstar of the group? I would peg Justin Herbert as that guy. I think he has the most chance to be like. That guy we watch on a weekly basis to go, whoa, like a Mahomes or a Watson, we just go, whoa, I can't believe he did that. I think he has the most potential to be that guy. Um, now, he's never been outside of, like, Eugene, Oregon. Yeah. And he was going to be a top five pick last year and stayed in. Mm-hmm. Teams aren't going to like that. That's not going to be, like, a cool thing. Why? Because people are going to be like, well, why the fuck didn't you come out in the NFL? Yeah. Like, well, don't you want to be in the NFL? That's Andrew be- Luck didn't come out. I know. And look what happened. This is what's going to be scared. This is, this is exactly mm. why teams that I've heard are scared of Justin Herbert already. They're worried of Andrew Luckness, hmm. that he's a little smarter and outside-the-box thinker, and that at, like, year six of his career, <laughs> he's going to go, there's more to life than football. And move on. And that's, I, I think, the number one knock on him that I've heard from a few people around the league. Wow. Yeah. What's, what's his red flag? He's smarter. He, he, no. Right. He okay, actually no. thinks about his life. <laughs> right. Well, which is way. not good. His I mean, football well-being. players don't, I mean, football coaches don't want that. I don't want that if I'm a football coach. I get it. Uh, yeah. You know, I wasn't like that. I mean, I was like, fuck my own life. I want to play football. <laughs> Are my kids going to be ma- born? <laughs> we better have them soon because I have an OTA practice or I'm not going to see the kid born. That's the you way I was. You saw the trade off and you, you waited right. and you go, you know what? Hey, right. we'll play football. We'll play football. Right. Um, here's one. Yeah. I got one for you. Okay. Uh, you have three teams moving into new stadiums. You have the Chargers, Rams, and the Raiders. Yeah. Maybe they're going to want to make a big move. Big splash, trade, free agent signing. I think uh. the Chargers and the Raiders, I mean, we're not going to talk about quarterbacks right now, but I think the Chargers and the Raiders are in that conversation. Yeah. We'll just say big splash signings for now because this <laughs> is a non-quarterback you're right. off-season stories. But you're right. Splash moves. We'll just leave it at that. They want to win the. They'll want to win the off season to to show that they're they've arri- they've arrived in their new state. It's the chance of the Chargers and the Raiders too to like steal you know some fans for the future. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's the big thing. Still a lot of unclaimed fandom out there, and the Raiders probably look at it and go, "Man, Los Angeles is up to be gra- had. We got a you know a few marquee players here in Las Vegas. We could probably steal some Los Angeles fans and be Vegas fans." So I think that's cool. All right. Isn't it funny how the, the most popular team in L.A. didn't get to L.A.? They're in Vegas. I, it, it is. It, <laughs> it, really, it is hilarious. The only other thing I, th- I yep. think we hit them all would be the P.I. rule. That's what I was going to say, okay, my last good. one. Yeah. What is it, where, what's going to happen? Because I just know this year was a fucking disaster, and I didn't like it. And I don't think any of us knew what pass interference was on a weekly basis. Mm-mm. And I think it slowed down the game. It and turned I think, into, we'll, let, we'll give you the option of, of challenging it. We will not overturn it. Pretty much. I mean, for the most part. And then there was a few where you go, well, that's got to get overturned, and it didn't. And a few that you go, that's not going to get overturned, and then it did. And it put Al Riveron in a very tough spot, I thought, a no-win situation for him. And I just don't think it's good for the league. I don't. You know, again, I I don't know how we ever survived these first 53 years of football, Mm -hmm. the Super Bowl era, without this P.I. review. Man. it's (sighs) they got to find a new formula at the very least. You know, we, and we've gotten to this point where people say, oh, well, as long as you get the call right, as long as you get the what, what we're trying to do here is get the call right. I don't care if there's a, a delay, we're reviewing it, just get it, get it right. We want, yeah. we want to review it. But it's not but, always going to be that. But, but football's a, a, a game of art. 
too. And there is not always right and wrong. Exactly. Thank it's you. It's not a, okay, you crossed this line or you didn't. It's like, yeah, there was a little hand, hand play there, right. but it was mutual. Right. And we're late in the game and we've been letting it go. And that one today is not going to be pass interference. And I think there's a certain level of that that's okay. Yes. It's just a, it's a judgment call. It's an call. imperfect game. Imperfect game, and you can't try – don't try to make it perfect. No, exactly right. I mean, you know, again, me, Mike Tirico, Mike Florio, Tony Dungy, Rodney Harrison – We'd see pass interference calls on a Sunday, and three would say yes, two would say no, three would say no, two would say yes. And, like, we're people that watch football all the time. We live it. That's all we do. So, I, I mean, that says it all. You know, some of these, like, hey, some one ref's going to see his P.I., the guy up in the booth's not going to. Yeah. You know, there's going to be issues there. It's never going to be perfect. So we just got to get over that a little bit. Yep. We're doing yeah. the best we can. So those are some storylines to watch. I think they're good ones. Um, we got to get to the uh, oh, your, your yeah. big story I of the offseason. I can't wait. Rebranding. The, uh, top five, bottom five NFL helmets. Can you say, and we'll do top five best ones. What are we going to do? Are we going to do it this Thursday? Thursday? Yeah, Thursday? we'll do that Thursday. Okay. We'll give all the praise. But cool. first, I want to give a little shout out to my friend, Alex Corbisero. Yeah. You know, do you know Alex? I do know Alex. star yeah. for England, uh, lives down in Southern California now. I'll see him in a little bit here with the Rugby Sevens tournament going on in L.A. in, cool. in about a week and a half. Right. Um, he had a uh, his latest podcast. He was talking with Christian Wade. You know Christian Wade? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Running back for the Bills. Bills, preseason star there. He played for the English national rugby team, has the fourth most career tries in premiership rugby. And what's tries mean? So that is like a touchdown. Touchdown. A try is like a touchdown. Okay. So he's fast. He's a physical guy. He yeah. Went to the Bills, played running back. Um, it, it was his first touch. It was in a preseason game with the Bills. I remember saying it, yeah. 65-yard touchdown. Yep. And Alex asked him on his latest edition of the Scrum Down podcast about that play, and here's what the answer from Christian Wade was. Yeah, man, it just couldn't happen any other way. The way they just all went over to one side, and I was just like, I know exactly where I'm going. Snapped the ball, took two steps, cut back. And I was and out of there. Off. I was just like, look, no one is catching me. I'm, I'm gone. you done, mate. I was like, you didn't know yeah, what to yeah. do when you scored. Yeah, yeah, you were just like, you weren't was, sure. There's so much stuff. It's so, NFL so technical. I was like, okay, so I've scored. Like, it's not, it, we can have a kick. We can have a get the two-point conversion. Uh, some people might be coming on the field. Some people coming off. Like, I was just kind of like, ah, oh, I scored. But like, what, what, do I do what am I supposed to do? Yeah. And everyone was like. I turned around and I just started jumping around. They like ah. they were hooping and hollering, mate. And then I was like, they was like, yeah, you can go off the field. They point. They were all like pointing to me, like, yeah, you can go off. <laughs> and I dropped the ball. And I was like, no, no, take the ball. That's for you. You gonna take. That's that's cool. It's stuff. really hilarious to hear the accent like that out of the NFL player. <laughs> yeah, it really is. He was good in that. So uh, Alex Corbis there. You got the Scrum Down podcast wherever you get podcasts for all your rugby news and NFL news. If he talks to. Uh, it's interesting. Christian. I mean, I'd be interested to hear his like his um, scouting of the athletes compared to the sports, right? I get into this conversation yeah. a lot. You know, I'm one of those guys that always says, if you took the majority of the really good NFL football players, and at age 12, we said, hey, we play soccer, no mm-hmm. more football. The, the America would dominate, right? I, I know that's not always a popular opinion over in the UK. 
Um, You'd have to think that. I know. Like if we put all of our resources into soccer and did not allow them to do anything else. It, yes. Yes. Right. We'd be better, certainly. We'd be, that's undisputable. We'd be better, and we'd probably be the best in the world. I, I, I would have a hard time thinking otherwise. I'm just sorry. I just, I, again, and, and yeah, I'd just be interested to hear that. You know, that was a great run by him and a great yeah. job, 65 yards. It was preseason game number it one. It was preseason game number right. one, but that's okay. Yeah, it is okay. I mean, but, and, and, um, yeah, no, I got. I haven't actually listened to that one yet, so go listen to that with uh, with Alex. Cause, listen, because I I wanted to know, and I don't know if he asked him if he makes more money, because he was so good. At, I mean, he was a, yeah. he was one of the right. top players, and, right. and Pete was telling me it's like, it's almost like uh, uh, Marshall Falk. Like if Marshall Falk all of a sudden decided I'm not going to play football anymore, I'm going to go over there and play rugby. It's kind of similar because he was one of the best rugby players in England. Comes over here and is on a practice squad. I want to know if he makes more money being an international rugby star or over an NFL practice squad? Well, I would hope that more international rugby star. I don't know. Really? I don't think it's that lucrative. Damn, yeah. I didn't know that. I don't okay. think it's that lucrative, right. which is why I think you see some of the players come over here and try to. I get that, then. To, I to didn't realize it was that non-lucrative. So here we go. All right, baby. The, here we go. Here the, we go. The top five worst NFL helmets, according to me. Now, this is very subjective, right? right? And everyone has their own opinions, but I will say that mine is correct. Like these are the right opinions. Sure, like sure. This is, I started this, this fucking true. conversation, all right? I'll with have the, the Bengals, word, with right? the Bengals, I know. Okay, okay so you will you will get to chime in, and do you have a list of five? I do. Too? I have you a made? list. Yes, I don't okay, want let you me to see. Do, let me have the spotlight it's all for a you, second slugger. here. Okay. It's all you, so here's kid. here's the top five, and we do have some comments because you tweeted this out as well. We have uh, comments from the homies on their worst helmets too. But uh, I'm going to start with number number five worst, fifth from the bottom, and this one's controversial. It's the Indianapolis Colts. What? And I know it's a classic. What? I know it's a classic helmet with a horseshoe. I like the horseshoe. It just needs to be more. It needs to be more. The horseshoe's too small. And I like the idea. I don't like the execution. And I'm not a big fan of the white helmets either. So both of those combined put it in the bottom five for me. You're, you think my list is wrong? I want to fucking fire you already. Well, you, well they're not yeah. one of the best, are they? The Colts. You, you really think it's one of the better ones? Out I there? do, I do, but it's all right. I don't know. Saying it's going to be in my top five, but it's certainly not in my bottom five. I think you're just fucking wrong on that one. And normally the classic ones, I give a pass to. Yeah. Like the like the Bears. I'm not a huge fan of that one, but it's classic. And you see that C, and you're like, okay. I, I, I mean, as you're talking here, I want to know what your top five best are going to be. I'm yeah. actually excited. Let me hear the rest of your crappy list. All right, now. Fourth from the bottom, we have. <laughs> The Tennessee Titans mm. with the uh, the flames and the T and the three stars, which I think it is, there. It's a tip of the cap to their to their state flag. It is, yeah, of Tennessee. So right. I, I give them some credit for that, but not enough to get them out of the bottom five. You like the blue better than the white ones that they had? You know, they just switched over. I do like I do like the blue ones better. I do so too. they would have been maybe the worst. Yeah. Um, but I, the logo is just a, a little too new age for me. Yeah. And I think I have a bias looking at my list here. I have a bias against new age teams and logos. Well, apparently not with the Colts. I mean, what are you talking about? They're like one of the oldest fucking teams around. Johnny Unitas played in that helmet, and you just disgraced it. Yeah, I'll give it a little bit of an update. Increase the size of the horseshoe, and I would like it. Oh, it's all about size, huh? Size matters. It does with helmets. You know what they say about big horseshoes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, more wins. That's why they should do it. Uh, So third from the bottom. Okay, I'm with you. I don't have the Tennessee Titans in my bottom five. But but you're not a fan of them. I'm with you. Not great. This one I think you'll and agree with. And I have that. I played for them. I have the helmet. You'll agree with this one. Yeah. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, number three. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the cat. And, and Pete pointed this out to me. I'm not a big fan of the cat. Yeah. The cat logos. Yeah. 
And so I just think it's a little uh, uh, hokey. I hear you. I, I mean, it, it's, again, not one of my favorites. I'm glad they got away from that two-tone crap. Oh, the two-tone. Um, it will not make my bottom five There's either, the two-tone. Oh, no, that is horrible. Rob, if Rob that was Foster. it, piss with black is not good. Piss yellow with black would make the bottom of my list. But they got so, the piss yellow out of the helmet and at least went all black. Rob Foster said that his, his best, though. You see that? He tweeted the picture and said, best. Yeah, he's insane. He's insane. I mean, best as in worse. We need to meant. check out on Rob. We need, he's not doing well. <laughs> uh, so that's my third from the bottom. Second from the bottom is the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. So I go, they are in my bottom they five. They are in your bottom five. Go. You looked at it and you said, yeah, Sims is right. This is pretty bad. This is pretty, it's pretty bad. Yeah. And I think that I, you make a solid point in that all the losing and the mediocrity Rebrand. has made this worse. Right. Like if they were a good team crushing it, it probably wouldn't look as bad. Right. Um, so that's second. Rebrand. The- Be like the Broncos. The Broncos yeah. lost three, four Super Bowls mm-hmm. and changed and all of a sudden they won two Super Bowls. I mean, just change it. They got to change the look. They really do. It just is a symbolism for loser. It's, I almost look at that as more of a symbolism of loser than I do as the Browns. You want to get rid of Bengals the nickname. I can deal with Bengals no. the nickname. I don't Go love it. Rebrand. I, Total but I rebrand. want rebrand in general. I mean, it needs a new look. You know, the, the Queen City. I thought about that would be that would be cool. That would be cool, right? Put a like a I don't know a crown on the helmet or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm down for that. That's cool. The natty. The Natty? Oh, that would be Ooh, cool. Ooh, that one. There's something there. The Natty, the Cincinnati Natties. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the, the Natty Lights. The, nat, the Natty Bengals. The Natty. You, you just have the Natty. Just have Natty the on natty. the helmets. Maybe there's something there. We, I, Go with number one, though. I'm really intrigued by your No, I, I want to do a pop quiz real okay, quick, though, fine. because we have talked about the Bengals pop a lot. Quiz. And you're like, well, they don't even have Bengals in, in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, the Bengals are named after, multiple choice here, mm. A, was it a fan vote? B, a animal in the Cincinnati Zoo, or C, a stove? I'm going to say a fan vote. So there was a fan vote. Right. Looking back at articles, and the fans voted for the elephants, the Cincinnati elephants, and so they said, no, we're not doing that. There are rumors that the, the city prided itself on a, a very rare white Bengal in right. the zoo, I and that's what the team was named after. Okay, I kind of feel like I remember that a little bit. But that is also disputed right. because a lot of people think there were there was a time where there were three independent football teams in Cincinnati and one of those teams was called the Bengals and how that team got its name was that the coach or an owner went to his grandmother's and looked at the stove we're showing a picture on YouTube right now and the stove was called Queen Bengal Queen City. Queen City. And then you got Bengal. And he goes, what's a Bengal? And he looked it up, and it was a tiger, and he thought it was a cool name. So one of those independent teams in Cincinnati was named the Bengals because of, and there we have a picture of it for our YouTube audience, because of the stove in his grandmother's house. Gotcha. And so then when the NFL adopted a team from Cincinnati, they're like, what are we going to name them? There's already tradition with the Cincinnati Bengals football team in Cincinnati. So there you go. What were the other two teams in the city? Do you know? I don't know what their names okay. were. Yeah. All right. That's a good question. I was just wondering. Yeah. I had all the answers up until that. Until Your first that. question. <laughs> the hard-hitting question. I knew so much right there. Yep. You did. That was good. That was good tidbits, though. That was so. It was named after a stove. Yeah. All right. Then okay. fucking change your emblem to a stove. <laughs> I like it better than the Bengals. Um, did we see uh, Graham Whitman? Is Graham Whitman's got a tweet here? He said, Bengals have the best helmet, nothing like it anywhere else. Notable mention, Eagles. I mean, that is true. It is unique. 
It is. Like, we don't see the Bengals. Like, there is no other team, I don't even think college, right, that has anything no, like the Bengals nobody helmet. that has traffic orange and black stripes on their helmet. Nobody. Nobody has that. And yep. finally, before we move on from the Bengals, there's one thing I will push back on you. Um, you are Captain Planet. Yeah. And the Bengals and the Tigers are endangered in some parts you don't of, have to of tell me. the world. They're and definitely so, endangered in Cincinnati. They don't exist. So here, so we need to promote them in Cincinnati by bringing awareness. I read something that there are more Bengals and Tigers in Texas yeah. than in the wild right I, now. I wouldn't be shocked by that. So now you feel bad. For no, I don't feel bad. I'm all raising, for raising saving awareness. the Bengals. I mean, you know me. Yes, I'm all for it. I mean, again, I'd reemphasize if I had... I would never hurt one of those animals. And the cats are my favorite animal. Okay. Big cats. That's what I was involved with in Tampa was big cat rescue. Oh, interesting. Yep. I okay. used to take kids from a foster home to there, and we could feed the lions and the tigers and be around them. It was really cool. I'm all about the big cats. Okay. Just and don't, yeah. Just I just wanted to rebrand it. Okay. They can right. stay the Bengals for all I care. I don't care. Even though I challenge that there's a Bengal in the city. The Natty Bengals. I just. Redo the helmet. I just want to rebrand it. Right. Okay. Rebranding. All right, I like the, it. They're not the worst. Can you get your one? I'm sorry. They're not the worst. The worst in my book is another cat. Now, this is very cat-centric. The Carolina Panthers. Worst helmet in the NFL. There we're showing a picture of the cat. It's trying to look fierce, but it just seems like it's hissing at me. Yeah. And uh, I think it's the worst helmet in football. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you there. I'm, uh, I don't like it a lot either. I'm not a, not a huge fan of it. And specifically... You know, the thing I think I look at it with is um, not only the cat, but the I don't like the stripe and how it splits at the end oh. either. I'm not a fan of the Carolina Panthers. They will be in my top five worst as well. Okay, let's do it. You ready? Do it. Yeah, let's hear it. All right, my number five is the Detroit Lions. No! Yeah, sorry. It's like I kind of like the emblem, okay? I, Detroit's another team like the Bengals. Like, it's time to rebrand. Get a new color scheme, a new look, whatever. I'm actually cool with the emblem and love the lion, mm -hmm. but, like, let's change the colors up a little bit. Give it a new look. No, right? Honolulu blue is... It's horrible, okay? No. It's horrible. You know, there, there was a time... Remember when Barry was playing and they went to their throwback uniforms well, that were just, like, silver and blue? And love it. Just, like, block love it. numbers. It was pretty cool. I, I really liked it, too. If I'm the Detroit Lions, first off, just go to, like, the Detroit Tigers colors i want navy blue and white Ooh. and i want a navy blue helmet with the really cool like d that like the troy tigers have on mm. there i don't know what kind of it is yeah, the that old english my, d the, the old, old english, english d. d yeah that would be my rebranding okay that's my okay. two cents i the mean detroit the tigers Lions. are that is a classic look yes okay. it's a lion not a tiger um yeah. my number four would be the houston texans Okay. Oh. I hate the Houston Texans helmet. You That's, don't like the oversized. That oversized yeah. Longhorn cockeyed logo is stupid. I don't. So I'm not a fan of that. That one. You know to what's me, funny? I looked at it and I, yeah. I, I was like, ah, do I put that in there? But it's like a cartoon. And I've already said it about the Colts logo. Right. I like the oversized logo, and and the the Texans have that now. And the Buccaneers, who I almost put in the bottom five. Have a big flag as well. Yeah, they do. I, I don't know I don't how know you I'm, could put I the Colts in there and not the Houston Texans. I don't know. Disappointed in you. But, yeah, there it is. You got that one. The Colts one's up there. It's on the board. All right? So that's my number four, Kay. right? Okay. My number three is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, and it hurts wow. my heart because you know I love Tampa. It's my team. They're closest to my heart. So but, do you wish they would go back to the guy that uh... – the orange guy or the, the guy, guy with the smaller flag when I played? Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't think any of them have necessarily been that great. I mean, I will tell you, as much as I love Tampa and playing for them and being in the Bucks, I used to put on our uniforms and go, man, our uniforms are not that cool, okay? Yeah. And our helmets were not that cool. Now, it was still special. You're in the NFL. I just think they could do cooler. I think they could. They could figure out a way to do it. I don't know how they would do it. You know, whether the, I just maybe just have the pirate on the helmet, whatever it may be, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm not a fan of the big flag. And that whole thing. It's just not, not beautiful do to we, me. Do we have a couple tweets? Oh, there's, there's a picture of uh, Jameis with the, yeah, that's with the skull and crossbones and the swords. Like, let's just cancel out the flag and just put the skull and crossbones in red oh, well, I on could, the helmet. I could get behind I mean? that. Get yeah. behind that. Just like, I just want the swords, the skull and crossbones, painted red, flag gone. Yes. I think that's the way to go. Okay. There were, there were a lot of people that agree with you that the Bucks are, uh, are, are not good. This is Eric. Collison, people adding the uniform, but the helmet itself for the Bucks is solid. Not the worst. The uniform, though, hot trash. So yeah. There's someone who actually likes the helmet, but then says the uniform is terrible. Yeah, no, I think it's all kind of terrible. As Here much is, as that uh, hurts me. Rick Hughes say, really, all the people think the Buccaneers have the worst helmets. Worst jersey, we agree, but the helmets are pretty cool. Worst Browns. Oh, I, I'm curious if the Browns are in your, your bottom. I, I like the Browns, the helmets. We're, we're, so they're in not the, gonna we're in the minority. We are in the minority. I saw that in some of the comments. I was shocked with how many people dislike the Browns. The I, homies I, are Yeah, they're not loving that. They're not loving the Browns. Yeah, I know. I mean, the, Brown, the Browns are playing, right? It's just I an no orange helmet, playing. basically, with a stripe. Yeah. But there's something about the classic helmet, classic look in the NFL. You're not trying too hard. No. And you're it's just, traditional. You're and it's different. Nobody has that. Nobody has it. So as much as it's like classic or whatever, nobody has it. Like that's, that's where I saw. I can't put that there. Okay. So that was my third. Three. From the okay. My number two is the Carolina Panthers. Okay. I'm with you there. Carolina is just, I, I just, I've never liked it. No, just nothing, nothing about it. I don't like the uniform a whole lot. But I certainly don't like the helmet. I don't know what they can do to rebrand, but I'm not for it. And it, it, it doesn't indicate anything about, you know, Carolina, Charlotte to me. I like the ones that you can, like, okay, this. There's a theme of the there's city. There's a theme that's to the city or state or the region. I get it. You know? That's why it is, yeah. I, and that's why it all started with my worst helmet is the Cincinnati Bengals. That's where it started. Not only was the helmet bad, but there's no theme or common thing with the region. So that's why. That, yeah, there is a stove. That oh, was that's it. right. One Sorry, man's I forgot about the grandma's uh, house. That's it. Yep, that that's defines the, the city. <laughs> the one man's house, garage. Skyline chili. Uh, do we have any other tweets that we want to throw up there? Are there any others that, uh, from, the, from our, our viewers out there? Because we don't always say we're always right. Um, Nathaniel Hawks says Florio's Minnesota Vikings have the best helmets. I, I do, do like them. Those are good. They're great helmets. Uh, the good. I like the purple color, too. I I, me, too. The matte. Gross. That matte purple. Worst helmets are the Browns, boring yeah. and ugly. Don't just, I don't agree with that. Uh, honorable mention to the Rams for the best helmet. It is a good one. I like that. What is, which one is it, though? The yellow Ram or the white Ram? Oh. You know, because they do both. Or they have the blue, and they have the blue with the white. They have horns, blue with right? white and then blue with yellow, right? right? So, like, when we were growing up, they wore the blue and the yellow. And then they right. went the blue and white here a little bit where they that one right there. That's pretty damn awesome. That's, it looks good. I like the white better, I think. I like it, and it's, and it's unique. You know, you don't see, although I guess in college you see, uh, what is it, in Colorado? The, yeah, it is, Colorado Col- State. Yeah, Colorado State, Colorado has, State. The, has those two. So we'll get into our, our top five. Yeah, top five on, is going to be interesting. Thursday. Top five is going to be real interesting. I think I'm going to have a lot of old school ones. I think the only, there's only one new school one that can make the list to me. And I'm not going to tell you, but you'll have to tune in on Thursday. But that's it. The classic ones are good, and, and I'll just a little sneak peek. I've thought um, about the Packers a lot. 
for this. Yeah. And I'm having I'm having like an internal conflict about the Packers on oh, the best. Oh, they're, they're definitely in that conversation oh, for the top that, five. Okay. I don't right. know if they're going to make my top five either, but they're in the combo. They're in the short list of the top five. We got one more tweet before we button up this uh, conversation. Comes from Jeff Ryan. Best is the Seattle Dragons. Worst is the L.A. Wildcats. I don't give a shit. What do you mean? I I don't. You know the uniforms the are not bad. That red one I like a lot up there, and that black one. I don't know the names of these teams. I don't. Either. And I haven't watched the game yet. And. At some point, Seattle Dragons. That one okay. jumps out at you. At some point, I'm going to watch a little of this, but yeah, I'm curious. I, I've been curious to talk. To I you just want to see some of the new rules. I don't care. I just I don't care. What, what, the new what, rules intrigue me. There, that's the only thing that intrigues me. Listen, I turn on college football and NFL football to see special. There's nothing special in that league right now. That's that's all I'm saying. Not to like downplay it, but I, I don't. I'm not going to tune in on like a Saturday afternoon to go. Man, I want to watch a bunch of practice squad guys play. In a game. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry. You know, and, and then again, no great players to be seen or anything like that. That's just, that's a negative to me. And that's, that's where I can't get you, behind You it. preface that by not to downplay anything or not to crush. You definitely just I crushed, just crushed it. I know. Oh, I yeah, crushed it today on couldn't. PFT today. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you did? I, I, did, I didn't yeah, see that I part of it. I can't get into that. Sorry. The, the rules intrigue me. But the only thing, it's like the one rule that really intrigues me is that you can go for three, two, or one, right? Right. But almost in a weird way, it devalues the touchdown. You know, it's like, okay, the touchdown is almost half of the battle now. And then if you get three, it's like, okay, that's significant. If you don't get anything, it's like, oh, the touchdown wasn't as great. I don't know. It kind of, I think I like the touchdown being the big moment. Yeah, right. And I don't Not like it being overshadowed by, the, yeah, by a three-point yeah. extra. Yeah, I, I, I know. I got to see how it all plays out. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm not tuning in. The one thing I know for sure I like is the yeah. mic up in the replay booth. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, you like that. that I, I all right. Okay. All right, cool. That's enough. Thank you. Thank you very much for your XFL update, Ahmed. Thank you. Thank you, Pete Dimalillitis, <laughs> for adding that last tweet. Thank you very much. All right, you got it. Wednesday. X and O breakdown, me and Paul Burmeister, YouTube. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun with that. We're doing Taysom Hill, X's and O's from this mm. past year. Going to break him down a little bit. And then Thursday, my man here, Ahmed, is back in the fold. I'm we'll back. get Big Phil on the phone and talk about top five best helmets and some other relevant news of the week. All right, everybody, peace out. Talk to you. Have a good one. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.